Well, hello, I'm Dr. Rob, and you're listening to the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health. Last week, I talked about when to worry about abdominal pain, a condition that can kill. This week's podcast is not about a killer. In fact, it doesn't even hurt very much. It just bugs people. It's like that annoying relative who won't leave your home. Today's subject is warts and how you can get rid of them. So, the medical name for the most common kind of wart betrays the general attitude towards them. It's called Veruca vulgaris. Yes, that's Latin, and it translates to vulgar wart. Really, warts are just bumps of dead skin covering a center infected by a virus. What's so terrible about that? I'm not sure, but people don't like them and so frequently ask me to get rid of this vulgar plague. Most warts are caused by the human papillomavirus, or HPV, which is highly contagious and is transmitted through direct contact with other people who have warts or with things those warty folks have touched. So even though the whole kissing a toad causing a wart is really a myth, it's technically possible if someone rubs their wart on a toad before you kiss it, although I suppose that's not very likely to happen. Viruses, like HPV, are divided into strains, which are small genetic variants of the same virus. HPV comes in over 150 strains, with certain ones having predilection for certain parts of the body. A few of the strains only infect the skin in the genital tract. I'll talk about these in another podcast, but my statement at the beginning of the podcast about warts not being killers doesn't apply to genital warts, as they are a direct cause of cervical cancer in women. Warts occur most commonly in children and young adults and can be found nearly anywhere on the body, but the hands, feet, knees, and elbows are the places I see them the most. Warts on the bottom of the foot are known as plantar warts. Now, many folks call them planter's warts, as if you could get them from planting things or from peanuts, but that is incorrect. The bottom of the foot is called the plantar surface. Hence the name plantar warts. People don't generally get sick or die from plantar warts, although people with diabetes should always be careful with their feet and get plantar warts checked out. The reason these warts are a problem is because you have to walk on them, and that hurts. For some reason, people who handle poultry and fish, but not toads, and people with weaker immune systems are more likely to get warts. I don't know why this is the case. But after contact with the virus, the wart won't show up for two to six months in general, and it can last for years. The majority of warts will go away on their own without treatment, but many people still opt to get treated. There are a number of wart treatments that have varying degrees of success. I'll tell you about the most common ones. The first is freezing. Warts can be frozen using liquid nitrogen or other very, very cold substances. That causes local frostbite in the area of the wart, causing direct destruction of the wart tissue, as well as alerting the immune system to the presence of HPV in the skin. It may take several rounds of freezing to totally get rid of the wart. The second treatment is salicylic acid. This is a liquid preparation that you can buy over the counter. It works the same way that freezing does, pretty much, causing a chemical destruction as well as recruiting the immune system to get rid of the virus. For both freezing and salicylic acid, 
First, pare away the dead skin on top of the wart to expose the raw skin underneath. You can do this with a file, an emery board, or a pumice stone after taking a shower or bath, which serves to soften the skin. The third treatment is immune therapy. Unlike the first two treatments, which can be done at home, immune therapy is done in the office. It's done by injecting a small amount of substance under the wart that will cause an immune reaction. This, too, brings HPV to the attention of the immune system and is quite effective in getting rid of warts. The most common substance used is an extract from candida, a yeast found on the skin. And then there are more extreme treatments. Dermatologists will use lasers, apply caustic agents, and surgically remove large warts. All of that is safe, but these wart treatments do cause pain and require a period of recovery. With any treatment for warts, you have to ask yourself if the treatment is worse than the disease. People go to great lengths to get rid of something that causes no harm. There is one more treatment that has gained notoriety and has caused controversy. Duct tape. In 2002, a paper was published that suggested using silver duct tape on warts was actually significantly more effective than freezing them. News of this spread and soon there were many people wearing silver shiny patches on their skin. The treatment goes as follows. First, cover the wart with duct tape and leave it in place for six days. Second, remove the tape on the seventh day, soaking the area of the wart and removing dead skin with a pumice stone or emery board. Third, leave the duct tape off for the whole seventh day. And fourth, reapply for another six days, repeating the cycle until the wart is gone. This method of wart removal was cheap, easy, and appealed to us men who are genetically predisposed to a belief that duct tape can fix anything. Subsequent studies, however, were not able to verify this effectiveness, and so the validity was called into question, obviously by a bunch of women. Yet, there were differences in the duct tape used in the follow-up studies, as the tape had a different type of adhesive, and so this may have negated the positive effect. All in all, the treatment with duct tape is worth trying, although I suggest using skin-colored tape or covering it up with a bandage so you don't have those silver squares. By the way, duct tape is also quite useful in dealing with that annoying relative who won't leave. No charge for that last tip. If you have topics that you want me to cover, send them to housecalldoctor at quickanddirtytips.com, or you can submit them to me on Twitter at housecalldoc or on my Facebook page. Remember, I don't answer specific medical questions. And don't forget about my blog, Musings of a Distractible Mind, at distractible.org. Let me once again remind you that this podcast is for informational purposes only. My goal is to add to your medical knowledge and translate some of the weird medical stuff you hear so that when you do go to your doctor, your visits will be more fruitful. I don't intend to replace your doctor. He or she is the one you should always consult about your own medical condition. Catch you next time. Stay healthy. Mm-hmm.